0: What's going on, guys? Welcome into episode number 64 of the Ask Tony show. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for listening in wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thank you for being here. Guys, today's episode is going to be one that I've been thinking about nonstop since I had my prep call. My guest is absolutely extraordinary and has a very particular skill set that in my experience being in real estate training agents is very rare and i'm so excited for her to share some of her insights because guys let me tell you right now if you guys listen to what my guest is going to talk about today it will skyrocket your business i'll tell you that right now and so i am so excited my guest is Odile faludi all the way from australia All the way from down under, Odile, thank you so much for being here and taking the time to be on our show.
1: Pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. So Odile, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, So Odile, guys, she is a professional trainer when it comes to what we call cold calling. She doesn't like to call it cold calling. She'll get a little bit into that, but into making phone calls, which is one of the you know, most difficult, one of the scariest things for a lot of new entrepreneurs, especially new uh, real estate agents, lenders, and things like that. We try to avoid, and I've been guilty of this in the past, we try to avoid being on the phones at all costs. But before we jump into that, Odile, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you're all about.
1: Thank you so much. So my name's Odile Faludi. I married a Hungarian 14 14- No, 34 years ago, making myself too old there. And um, I have been in all your shoes. So I've worked in property, I've done business development, and I've done the hard knocks of ringing, you know, 50, 80 people every single day. And I realised through this continual process that there were some things that worked and some things that didn't. So I put together a course, I had done a lot of training, I'm trained in negotiation in crucial conversations. I've spent 15 years immersed in dialogue. So I wrote a program and I found that there was a huge demand. People were really not comfortable to use the phone for what it was designed for. It was actually designed for conversation. There are positive and negative words and most people are using negative words in their conversation and they don't even know it. And then they don't understand why a brick wall comes up and that person disengages. So choice of words, it's also your mindset and how you feel about what you're doing. And lots of different things can really change the outcome of a conversation. A good conversation is an energy transfer.
0: I love that. I love that. Guys, write that down. I have felt that so much. And I can think of phone calls that I've had with people in conversations where, just like you say, you can feel the energy. You can feel if the person on the other side, if they're if they're happy, if they're upset, if they're having a bad day day, like that energy does travel across, you know, the phone waves. And so, um, Odile, I want to kind of, you know, start off by addressing one of the main issues that I see. And so just to give you guys a little bit of context, my listeners already missed, but I am a real estate broker. So I've been training agents for years and obviously one of the core skill sets and one of the core activities when we talk about uh, building a successful real estate business is making your phone calls. But there's so much pushback, and there's so much fear, and in today's day and age, we feel like we want to find another way to do it, right? Like I don't have to make phone calls; I can just do it on Instagram, or I'll just, you know, have a Facebook page. And so we try to avoid at all costs making phone calls. So in your experience, Odile, why do you think that is? Why do you think it's so difficult for people who? get into the business. They're excited. And then when they're given the map of, Hey, if you make this many phone calls, you're going to convert and you're going to have business. They don't want to do it.
1: Okay. So it's in one quote, it's wrapped up in one quote, self doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will.
0: Wow. Say that one more time for the people in the back, if you will.
1: Self doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. So it's the problem starts with us, it's not the customer, it's us. We're so much in our own head, full of self-doubt, bringing up objections. Oh, it's not a good time to ring now, they're too busy. Oh, they weren't interested the last time I rang, so I won't ring them. Oh, they didn't like the colour or the model that I had in stock. I won't ring them we find every reason why not to make the call so we don't make the call we're too afraid to ask the question why because that self-doubt creeps in and it sabotages all the good so what you need to do is put that self-doubt in the naughty corner (laughs) <laughs> and have such incredible self-belief. So if you look at really successful people, they are bulletproof. Their self-belief about their service, their product, they are, they believe with every fiber of their being that they can change someone's life with what they've got to offer. And they're going to keep knocking. Because they want to change another person's life today. They're on a crusade. That level of belief is what's necessary. And if you don't have it, maybe you're peddling the wrong product or service. Because you wouldn't buy it. Now, if you wouldn't buy it, no one else is going to buy it from you.
0: I love that. Yeah. And I was. You know, that just kind of makes me think of a lot of folks that are just kind of chasing the money. Right. So they get into a business because they feel like they can make a lot of money, but they're not really buying it. You know, like you say that it's not something that they believe in. It's not something that that maybe they would even use, but somebody told them that they can make a ton of money. So they jump into it. And now they don't have that confidence to tell somebody about their product so i love that i love that the very first thing is you have to believe in what you're doing and what you're selling so that that can as you said at the beginning so that that energy can be felt with the individual on the other i
1: want to take it one step further so you really understand so i have another company i have a skincare company and i've lined with two two usa dermatologists Dr. Rodan and Dr. Fields, they sell premium skincare. I have a sales team of 100 distributors growing by the day. It is not negotiable, Tiny. Anyone on my team must use the products. They must be a user of the skincare. They must look and feel fantastic. So that when their friends see them, they say, oh, my God, what do you use? You look amazing. And they can say, I use my skincare. So I'm 59 and I live and breathe these products. I would not go a day without using my skincare. You've got to say I look all right for 59. Otherwise, now you
0: look look fantastic.
1: You look fantastic. So... (laughs) What I'm saying is you got to walk the talk. you got to use whatever product or service you're selling because the buying process happens twice. You bought the idea, the concept. You were absolutely sold. Then you went to market with it. So for a real estate agent, when they've got a house that they they think is the dream house, that they wish they could buy, they sell it so much better than a house they don't like because psychologically they're in love. Their love tank is full. So when your love tank is full, and you are talking to people with your passion and your love and your excitement, it's contagious.
0: It is. It truly, truly is. So I love that. You know, we kind of have to take it one little step at at a time, right? As you said, the sales process has to happen twice. You have to buy in. And the way that you can buy in is by using it. And also I would add educating yourself about whatever it is that you're selling, right? I would assume your distributors know the products. They can answer questions. They understand it right? So that makes for a conversation to be so much easier to be had because you don't fear being asked a question that you're not going to be able to answer. And you can just be honest and just speak from the heart and speak your experience. So I absolutely yeah. love that. So in, in your, uh, extensive training of agents and other professionals, what have you seen as kind of a differentiating factor between people that start off with this fear and then they transition into being a very effective caller. What, what are some of the, the action items that you recommend that these um, students do on a daily basis or on a weekly basis to start building that skill set from scratch?
1: Okay. So, every good conversation, I'm going to give you steps, but you need to understand a bit of two, two things because you've, you've said the words heart. Every good conversation has to have two components. One is heart, one is head. Heart is motive. So when you start talking to someone, the first question they ask you, their thinking is, why is this person calling me and what do they want? So you have to have your motive very clear. Your motive is to serve others and to help others others if you start the conversation with self-interest what can I get out of this call I've got to make a sale then you're going to have a problem the other thing is head you've got to be absolutely knowledgeable like you said you've got to know the product or service that you're selling what are you selling you've got to know So in the first instance, you've got to get your mindset absolutely perfect. What do I mean? You've got to to be vibing. You've got to feel energy. You've got to, you know, get in a zone, get into flow, go for a walk, meditate. So the prep leading up to the call, you can't have a fight with your partner and then pick up the phone and make an awesome call
0: course
1: so you've got to get into a zone like an elite athlete what, before a big race they're, they're getting them their, their headspace into the right place so you need to do that the second step is you've got to do preparation so if you're a real estate agent and you're ringing up everyone in the street you've got to know the the recent sales in the street You've got to know the features and benefits of these homes that were selling and why they went for that price. You've got to know details. Is there any developments going on in the street that you can talk to the neighbours about? Give them information, share information. Is there going to be a change in the traffic? Is is the mall that's up the road going to change? Is there going to be... um, school put in or is there there's something in the infrastructure that's going to affect them what can you tell them that is going to be useful information that is going to help them make a decision if they want to move into that area or move out of that area so you need to do preparation
0: i love it i love it and that implies going the extra mile right because if you just go off the basics the information that you have oh it's a four bedroom house it has twenty five hundred square feet. Oh, it was built in nineteen seventy four. Like that's information that anybody can find. But what you're talking about is going the extra mile, right? Going out there, asking about about the schools, looking it up on Google Maps. What is close by? I, I love that. I love that. And I feel like that really is what sets agents apart. You know, the agents that are willing to do a little bit more work, do to, to have a little. Bit Bit more research to be a little bit more educated, and that that difference can go miles and miles and miles.
1: So I'll give you the biggest tip, which is really important. I would do a drive through. So if I was an agent and I was going to focus on a suburb, I'd take my pen and my paper, and I would drive, and I would stop at each house that I was going to call, and I would look for something specific. So let's say they just put a new garage in. So that when I ring that person, I say, look, I was driving past your street yesterday and I noticed you've just put in a beautiful double garage. Do you know how much value that renovation is gonna add to your house? Would you like me to come over and give you that valuation? Or I noticed you've put another floor or I've noticed you landscaped your garden. That frangipani tree is looking spectacular. I love the new door. You put a beautiful front door and a fountain in the front of your house. Actually pinpointing things which shows that you're not just one of these agents that goes off Google Maps. That you actually take the time to look at their house. Compliment the owner. Oh, you must have a green thumb. Your garden is spectacular. I love this plant, this plant, this plant. You want to stand out from the crowd? It's attention to detail. What homeowner doesn't love to hear compliments?
0: Yeah, I feel like as human beings, we all... We all want that. We all, we all desire to be admired, to be accepted, to be complimented. So of course, if you you can, in a genuine fashion, fill that need for someone else, you can absolutely make someone's day and make a connection that is genuine and that can allow you to then have other conversations. So I absolutely love that. I love that. So when somebody goes from starting, let's say they, they start practicing, getting in the zone, they start to realize that, okay this is what it's going to take to be successful. And they're like, okay, I'm going to make these phone calls. And they get all riled up and like, okay, I'm doing it today. Talk to us a little bit about what makes a good phone call. Because one of the things that I have also run into is that a lot of folks, you can get them motivated. And then once, once the, the homeowner, whoever it is, once they pick up the phone, they freeze or they completely botch it. So what are some t- techniques that we can use to have better conversations when we muster up the strength to make these phone calls, the owner picks up the phone, they say, hello, what do we do?
1: Okay, so the the number one mistake most people do is they ring up and they go, hi, it's Odile from XYZ Property Group. How are you? And they're already like... (laughs) Who the hell are you and why would you care how I am? You don't even know me. Like they already want to get rid of you. It's like, bleh. So I always say to people, you are here to serve others. You leave your ego at the door. So when you start the conversation, you want to start from a place of appreciation. Hi, John. My name is Odile from XYZ Property. I appreciate you taking my call. Most people will then go, oh, no worries. How can I help you? Because they're, they're so surprised that someone started on such a nice, humble manner. Because that's how you actually feel. It's authentic. Yeah. You appreciate that they've picked up the call and it didn't go to voice message, don't you? So, so why didn't you say it?
0: <laughs> I love it. It, seem, it seems so simple, right? And in my case, I've made phone calls and I've made that that mistake because it's kind of automatic, right? Like somebody picks up the phone. Hi, my name is Tony. How are you doing? And then the person on the other line's like, good. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, it kind of creates a little bit of awkwardness there. So I love just making that little very basic switch at the beginning of your call to really set up a better conversation. I love that, continue.
1: Then you get to the point, people are busy and you've just interrupted someone. John, the reason for my call is I'm really excited. You may be aware that we sold in your street last week, number 5A, it was a beautiful home. We had 15 contracts on the property. We had over 300 people inspect the property. And we're very proud to say we got 200000 above the reserve. I'm just wondering, did you hear about this sale? Then go quiet and listen, listen. Then you'd ask the next question. I'm wondering, John, we've got a lot of disappointed buyers because that that property created quite a hysteria in your street. Would you like to take advantage of this opportunity and perhaps see the value of your home and if one of these lucky buyers could snap it up and we could even do it without spending a cent on advertising. How does that sound? Is it is it worth having a 15-minute conversation about this? So you're, you're feeding. The main thing is it must not be rubbish. It must be factual because people can always find out the truth. And if you lie, it comes back to bite you. So it's about using results to get another result it's called springboarding off one result and leveraging it and then doing it again and again and again so in business and in real estate it's the power of multiplication duplication all you're doing is doing exactly the same thing over and over and over. It's the power of numbers, power of multiplication. You make three calls, then the next day you make six calls, then the next day you make nine calls, and as you you increase the power of multiplication in every aspect of what you're doing, you get bigger numbers, you get a bigger result.
0: Right, I love it. I love it. And you know, once people start making these these phone calls, inevitably, Odile, inevitably, you're gonna reach someone that doesn't want to talk to you. Right, you're gonna reach someone that having a bad day. You caught kind of in the middle of something. They're maybe not gonna be the nicest person. And in my in my experience, actually, what I found is that it's it's more rare to have bad conversations than good conversations. But that that, that those one or two bad conversations can kind of paralyze you. So talk to us a little bit about how we can overcome somebody that maybe wasn't the nicest person. Maybe they just hung up on us. They were just having a bad day. They did not want to talk to us. They hang up the phone. They say something rude. How do we not allow to paralyze us and so that we can continue making calls, even though we just had a really bad one? Okay, so what
1: you need to understand is that you're, going to, you, you're actually going to get a lot of no's and that's the business you're in. You're in the no business. That's selling. No is the start of a conversation. It doesn't mean no forever. It's just not now. And that's what you have to understand. People, I'm going to say something that is so important. Write this down. People don't change but their circumstances do. So today a guy's employed, he's got a great job, he's living in a beautiful home. The next day he's lost his job, he doesn't know when he's going to get his next job and he might have to sell. Yesterday that wasn't the case, today it is. He's still the same guy or girl, but the circumstances change. So you need to remember that with real estate, it's touch points. It can be lead time of years before you sell that someone's house. You might have started the conversation with someone three years ago and three years later, they, they ring you and say, you know how you've been talking to me every six months? I now need to sell. Or my daughters won a scholarship and we have to move closer to the school. They didn't change. That guy didn't change, but his circumstance changed. That's what you're selling to a change in circumstance. So when, when you speak to someone, that's what you're marketing.
0: I love it. Yeah. I think that is such a, such a big mind shift, right. To where we are presenting opportunities, we're not just bugging people. Right. And that makes me think of something else. It makes me think of if this is going to be, like you said, a three-year process, right? I started the conversation back in 2018, we had a conversation, they weren't into it. You have to have a certain system for follow-up, right. And for, and for consistency within the phone calls over extended periods of time. So what, how can someone who doesn't have a lot of experience start to build some sort of follow-up process. So the conversation can continue and 36 months down the road, they can actually close that sale and disappear.
1: So you've heard the fortunes in the follow-up, but I want to talk to you about follow-up because it's a really, I'm so glad you brought this up, Tony. Follow-up is probably harder than the first conversation. People make the first conversation and then they never go back which is amazing. It's like walking into a room, starting a conversation with someone and then just leaving without finishing it. But people are afraid of the follow-up. The reason being is that's where they're going to get the no. So they don't do it. I didn't follow up because I knew that they were going to say no. You're not in the job to answer the question of someone in your head. Your job is to ask the question. Questions are your answers. So stop pre-empting and prejudging. You are not a mind reader. Unless you've got a crystal ball, you follow up. Now, the reason, what happens in your mind? You don't want to follow up because you're scared that's where you're going to get the no. People don't like being followed up because they know that you have a personal agenda and they sense it. So it's a double negative. Once again, it's what's happening in here that is sabotaging. What's happening in your mind is sabotaging every step of the process. So now you didn't want to make the call because you had risen all the objections, then you don't want to do the follow-up because you don't want to hear the no. So the way you you need to have a CRM or some sort of even an Excel spreadsheet or in your calendar every three to six months you need to be touching like talking to that prospect. But every time you talk to them, you need to give them something of value. It's not ringing up to go, hey, how are you? People are not interested. You need to give them something of value. So a sale in the street, a chain, infrastructure changes, go to council, find out what's happening in your local area, is there, Is there anything they need to be alerted? Is there any DA approvals for apartments going up in their street that's going to create more congestion and traffic? Maybe they'll want to leave if they know there's some major developments that have been approved. What information can you keep talking to them about? Even things like your top 10 tips uh, for renovating your home, things that give you the biggest return. Even how to get a really good loan. You might have come in contact with a great finance broker that's getting these incredible, really low interest rates. You might want to go to them and say, look, are you thinking of borrowing some money? I can help you. You get a kickback by the finance broker. So there's money in it. You've got to find another reason, another entry point to have another conversation. And you need to be doing that every three to six months. Have a coffee with the guy. He knows people. You're in the network business. If he doesn't want to sell his house, he might have a friend who wants to sell his house. You want to be introduced to his network.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is, that is so, so, so critical and it involves also a a level of creativity, right? Of finding these entry points. Like you said, you know, what value can I provide? And if you are always trying to provide value versus just chasing a paycheck or chasing a client, then I think it becomes much, 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 much easier, And so, Odile, right before we jumped on the air, you were were talking to me about this specific period in time, right now, today, being a very important moment in the year. And I thought it was so interesting how you phrased it. So tell us a little bit about that, why you feel that right now, today, is a good starting point for people to, to really make a push over the next 30, 90 days.
1: Look, you've got to sprint to the end of the year. It has been around the world an awful year. People have been in lockdown. People have had a lot of uncertainty. I think more so than ever, this is my opinion, that come Christmas, people will be just focusing on reuniting with their loved ones, switching off. Work will be at the back of their mind change will be at the back of their mind. You've got 60 days to make this happen. And if you don't, you're gonna have a very lean couple of months because to come December, January, there's not gonna be much transaction happening in the property market. So you've got a sprint now. You have to get as many appointments I would be door knocking. I would be doing mail drop-offs. I would be ringing. I would be talking to as many people. I would be going to my local coffee shop and go to the same coffee shop every morning in the area that you wanna focus on. Get to know the locals, get to know the barista, offer to buy people coffee, pay forward kindness, $3.50 for a good lead is worth that cup of coffee. You know, start to be networking with your kids' networks. They all have parents. The soccer club, the swimming club, the basketball club. Amongst those parents are your prospects. What are you doing to leverage off the people you know? Right under your nose. I mean, you're in the people business. You got to love people to sell property.
0: Yeah, I love that. And when we had our our prep call, we talked a little bit about that, right? How we all go out there and do advertising, do marketing to people that don't know us. We'll do the billboard and we'll do the Facebook ad and we'll we'll do all these different things. The park bench ad, I mean, so many different examples of trying to get people to listen to us. And you just said it, you know, we have dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of people that are close to us, that are around us, that maybe already know, like, and trust us, that would be willing to work with us if we only, like you said, asked, right? If we only reached out, provided some value. And so, you know, I feel like as as entrepreneurs, sometimes we're upside down and we're trying to, to find people that are cold leads, you know, people that have never heard of us when, honestly, there's so many people in our inner circle that we could help, that we could serve if we only kind of make that mind, mind switch. So I think that is absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah. So there's, you know, if you did circles, I call it the eight circles of influence and you really focused on your family and friends, you look at the people in your congregation, whatever religion you're in, there's hundreds of people in your church or your synagogue, you know, these are people that know you, you have the same belief system, the core values, you're aligned well, why aren't you talking to them? Uh, Your school network, your children, if you have multiple children, they're all parts of different sports groups, your charity groups, your associations, you know, I mean, it can go on and on. You need to work through your warm market before you go to your cold market. And remember, think of the word close. Within the word close is lose. C-L-O-S-E. And in close is lose. L-O-S-E. You're not there to close someone, you're there to open a conversation. And once you open it, then you can start to find out what this person's needs are. Are they happy in their current home? Do they want to upsize? Do they want to downsize? What's happening in their world? And really listen to their pain points, listen to what they're complaining about. I've got this big car and I can't fit it in my tiny little garage. Uh Aha, there's an opportunity. I bought this beautiful new car, but I've got nowhere. I've got no garage. Uh Aha. What are people complaining about?
0: That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. And I think that it really does bring it full circle to where we began, right? We began talking about belief. We began you know, believing in what you're selling and what you're talking about. And in order to go to your warm market, the people that are your friends and your loved ones and try to sell them something, that's where you gotta start, right? Because it's the people that are closest to you. So Odile, I absolutely love everything that you have taught us today. I wanna be respectful of your time, but uh, guys, So check out Odile's website. The website we'll put it in the in in the show notes, but it's Odile O D I L E. Her last name Faludi F A L U D I dot com dot A U. Because I'll remind you, she's all the way in Australia, and she has courses. She has all sorts of great content. I was reading through some of her articles in in your blog. It's phenomenal. So Odile, tell us a little bit about more about your platform. How can people plug into you? How can people take your courses? Um, And what can people expect to learn from those uh, very, very valuable resources?
1: I can offer three things. So I do one-on-one training via Zoom. It'll be a six-hour program and we will just focus on you. It's a one-on-one personal training. I've done it all around the world and it works fantastically. The second thing is I do corporate training. So groups via Zoom, we can do the same program but tailor it and make it a team building exercise. I've once again done that all around the world, or you can just go onto my website. It's currently on sale, my course for a limited time. You can download 12 modules, uh, how to get 10 appointments per week without dialing a hundred numbers per day. I will teach you the process online, to getting those appointments now for a limited time when you download that program and you complete it it's a micro course so it'll only take you two hours to do the complete course I will throw in a free one hour consultation so you can come back to me you can email me when you finish the program we can jump on zoom we can work on a script, we can work on mindset, we can work on your area of challenges. So it's for a limited time, it's as cheap as chips. I would download it and take advantage of it. The price will go back up again. So it's US 79. Absolutely, absolutely, US dollars
0: $79. $79, guys. Guys take advantage. That is an amazing offer. 12 modules, much more in-depth information, just scratched the surface on this phone call. And so, you know, the fact that, you know, Adil is willing to give you 60 minutes of her time uh, when she's trained people all around the world, guys, take advantage of yes. these kinds of resources. This, this is one of the things that really drives me in making this podcast, because I know that a lot of You listeners, you guys know who you are. Uh, We could all use a little bit of Odile's experience of her advice. So guys, check it out. Take advantage. Find her on Instagram. I will put her website in the show notes as well. Yeah, I'm all over LinkedIn. Yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. Send me an invite. Thank you so much, Tony. God bless.
1: Keep safe, everyone.
0: Absolutely. Odile, thank you so much. Till next time.
1: Thank you.